Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. Man, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, two, a sure. two week Two weeks. Hiatus. Yes. Yeah. Now so, you were on vacay. I was. And I was rested. Florida. I was the, the Florida man for You a were, week. man. Although I didn't get into into any trouble, so no well, no very uh, very no good. headlines for me. I, I wouldn't good. expect anything yeah. of you uh, along those lines. But great, Florida. so you came back where you look rested. Yeah, I it was it was restful. I read a lot. I ate even more than I read, and there you go. Uh, so that was a part of it. You know, honestly, sometimes you go on vacation, and you feel like you need a vacation from for your vacation. Sure. I don't feel like I need a vacation. I feel like I need a really intense diet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I ate so much food. It's Really unbelievable. And, uh, you know, the Lord is good. But there now I go. feel like a human potato. You feasted. So now you're going to come back. And I did. Uh, get, Honestly, get, I had the best steak I've ever had. Is well, that right? Yes. There is. So we were in Orlando. And part of Disney World is this thing called the Disney World Boardwalk. Right. It connects to, to Epcot. It can, right. It's kind of a central location for different uh, resorts and some really great restaurants. One of the restaurants is called the Flying Fish. Okay. It's a little bit more high end. Um, and, you know, that's fine because I wasn't paying for dinner. So. Nice. Anyways, so... Yeah, I, it was at that restaurant that I had the best steak I've ever Is had. Is that right? It was really good. At a fish restaurant? Yeah. The, oh. Well, they had other good they things, too. I mean, it, everything was good. Well, there, you so. look rested and you. like you have uh, eaten, e- eaten lots. a good... <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say that. Eaten a good steak. Yeah. Look, you get the, the smile of a it man really <laughs> who ate a good steak. <laughs> it really does something for the soul. It does. <laughs> I mean, no doubt. So I, no, no offense to our vegan listeners, right? No, but I, I can't imagine never having a steak in my life. It's true. I don't need a lot of steak, but, uh, but to have, to never have one. Yeah. I mean, uh, that would be tough. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, some people might, yeah, it would be, it would be a sacrifice. Yeah, for sure. So, well, it is great to have you back. We had Easter and then, um, we didn't do it that week. We didn't do it uh, the week before. So anyway, we are, uh, we're back. Yeah. How was Easter? I listened to the podcast. Easter was really, I, I thought it was a great Sunday. Um, it, the, the, the excitement, there was a really a tangible, um, excitement expression of singing. I, yeah. I thought, I don't know. I thought it was one of the best times we've ever had singing in the church. And yeah. that's, that's really hard to say when you're in the band and you weren't there. Sure. But <laughs> I'm just not, I'm, I'm not Dude, trying to connect something dots. about worship when you weren't playing. Yeah. All I know is you left the stage and the Holy Spirit came. <laughs> So that's all I know. I'm not trying to say anything. What does scripture say about quenching you're over the Holy there? Spirit? Yeah, you're out there eating expensive steaks, and we are enjoying the Lord. But what? anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so it was. I thought it was a great Sunday, and the other thing was Good Friday, as always. Uh, Good Friday. You know, a lot of people say it's their favorite ser- service of the year is yeah. Good Friday. Yeah. I thought the Good Friday service was really strong, and we did something new this year. We did a a, a midday noon communion service. And yeah. uh, Caleb, <clears throat> Caleb led that. Uh, Rob kind of did the teaching at, in the evening. Caleb did the lunchtime one we gathered. And uh, it was very good. He did a really just an excellent uh, meditation on um, the crucifixion and the benefits to us of mm. Christ's death. So just to be able to gather twice, you know, on Friday and yeah. then um, gather on Sunday morning. So uh yeah, it was just a lot of a uh, lot of guests. A lot of probably yeah. is. I don't think we ever had any more people than we had this last Easter. So it was a lot of a lot of guests, and it's um, great. It was good. Um, and then then we uh, moved on, and that's awesome. Did John fifteen last week? But yeah. I, I think it, it was it was wonderful just to be together, and and uh, I just 
met numbers of folks who were new and just coming, you know, hey, wanted to go somewhere for Easter. And yeah. so they were able to experience the love of the congregation and the message of the resurrection. And yeah. um, so yeah. it was great. No, it's good. I listened to the podcast. I, honestly, I, I wanted to compliment you on Easter Sunday. I mean, it, it's a Sunday where everyone's expecting there to be visitors sure. and, and maybe even a lot of people that aren't familiar with church, aren't familiar with right, right. You know, things. And so I just wanted to say, you know, listening to your sermon, I think you do a really, really good job of being sensitive to that. Oh, thanks. And uh, just explaining even even like, you know, how to navigate the Bible yeah, that's sitting right. in front of you, things that maybe we wouldn't even think sure. about, but other people coming in, that could sure. be something that makes them feel they uncomfortable. Feel yeah. They feel like an outsider. They feel like they don't belong. Yeah, for and that's sure. something that... Um, you know, that's just one example of many of the, many of the, you know, kind of extra steps you took on uh, Easter Sunday, just listening to your sermon of how you were reaching out. And I just, I don't oh, know, thanks. it was a really cool example, I think, to all of us of, you know, how we can be sensitive and mindful that other people haven't been a part of the church for as long as we have. Well, maybe, that's right. And they just don't really know what the what the culture is like yeah. and what, what you, what you're expected to do. What do you do say? What do you do? Yeah, exactly. How do you dress? Yeah. And, you... uh, it just, it kind of made me think, you know, I wonder what it's like to be someone on the outside of church saying, right. I feel like I I'm looking maybe for a spiritual thing on Sunday. Yeah. I feel like maybe I should be the church Yeah, and, and maybe that's the Holy Spirit sure. drawing that person. Sure. But you know, as, as well as you did, I wonder, uh, if, you know, there's room for all of us to be a little more sensitive to that of just, you know, is there anything I'm doing that's, uh, pushing people away from yeah. church rather than saying, you're welcome here. We love you. And, um, and you know, you don't have to feel uncomfortable here, you know? Yeah. So it just got me thinking personally about, you know, are there things that I could do better to be more accommodating and more welcoming to people that oh, maybe that's just, great, just don't, uh, feel real comfortable at church. So, well, especially for those of us who have been Christians for a while, um, I didn't know we were going to talk about this topic, but it's an important one. Um, you know, we just forget yeah. all you have to do is go into a different context. So if you can imagine yourself, any of us who've been around, you know, uh, visiting the a Hindu temple here in right. uh, Frisco, um, what do I dress? How right. do I dress? What do I do? What are, what are they going to say? Am I welcome? You know, because uh, I'm not Hindu. Yeah. So all, that's an example or the mosque just down the street. Um, it's an example of thinking, you know, how I wouldn't know uh, right. fully that culture. And um, so you could be a little self-aware. And yeah. so I think people come. I've met people recently in week in the recent weeks, even in our church, who express that very thing to me. Hey, we don't really know. This is all new to us. Um so I think we, you know, one of the things we can do is reach out mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, communicate and welcome folks. Uh, that's one thing we can all do. And actually, that's less meaningful if it comes from me or from Bob. You know, Bob's out in the hallway, you know, sure. uh, greeting everybody. Good luck to you getting past Bob. You know, if you're, <laughs> if you're new and you can get past him, that's like, uh, you know, running back, getting past the lineman. Good luck, good luck on that one. But um but, you know, it's it's when folks who the, who the guests don't perceive as leaders in the church or yeah. uh, pastors in the church, well, they're supposed to do that, you know. Yeah, but, they're being paid to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's or, their yeah. job. They have to, they're, they're paid to like people. <laughs> yeah. that, well, Bob's not paid, but, uh, you know, but, uh, he, but the, the pastors are supposed to be welcoming, you know. Right. I, I think it's when the, when the whole congregation has, the ca has, has a uh, heart to reach out to newer folks. That's the most meaningful thing. And it's a culture. It's not for leaders. It's not for extroverts. It's, it's not for the uh, people who are ushers and the ushers alone. Um, it's for all of us. So, um, yeah. but it's just too easy. That that's why Christmas Eve, Easter, 
These are great services because they just remind us we're thinking about it then, but every week there's folks here that are new that are yeah. uh, that just drove by and said, "Hey, we'll go," or yeah. look, you know, just thought, "Hey, I, I want to check that out." So. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for those those words, but uh, it's something that uh, it's just so important. So yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for your Great. leadership. Oh, thank and, you, man. Uh, cool. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. We got a question from this last Sunday. It's uh, on John fifteen sixteen. Here's what they said. They said John fifteen sixteen was mentioned in your sermon. It says that quote, "You did not choose me, but I choose uh, chose you." That's a quote from Jesus. Right. What does this say about free will? And do you believe we have free will? If so, how so? Boy, isn't let's just start off with a softball there. Uh, hundreds of years of church history and leaders have debated this one. No, I love the question. And, um, you know, a couple things on this. <clears throat> I thought of several scriptures that apply to this. Um, I would say to start with um, that, yes, humans have uh, free will. I can freely choose to wear a blue shirt or a red shirt today. I chose neither, but you know, uh, i you freely can make choices, what you're going to have for dinner where, you know, whatever those kinds of things, but I can only make choices, uh, that are in line with or according to my nature. That's yeah. really the issue I right. think that we're talking about here. And scripture makes it clear that by myself of myself, I would never, uh, choose Jesus. Um, and there's a number of biblical reasons for that. Um, this is what the scripture teaches sort of about our nature. So for instance, Romans three, Paul says, what then are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all both Jews and Greeks are under sin as it is written. So he's been talking about, um, the sinful nature of humans. And here he's saying Jews and Greeks alike. Then he quotes uh, this Old Testament passage. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. So here he's making a point that there's no one by nature. The nature of the fall, Adam and Eve's fall, uh, Adam's fall, and the way it affects us, we are born as those who are not by nature God seekers. Yeah. Or think about what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit, for they are folly to him. He is not able to understand them because they're spiritually discerned. Yeah, so there's true. a reason we don't seek him, because because we don't have the uh, uh, the apt the spiritual aptitude to discern the message of the gospel, we're blinded. Another translation talks about we're so we're blinded to that. Or think about Ephesians two. It says Paul writes, "We were dead in our trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience." So we were spiritually dead. That doesn't mean that our will couldn't make choices. We certainly could. Yeah. But we couldn't make a a choice of movement towards Jesus, the light, because we're dead and we are in darkness and we're living according to, you know, uh, the prince of the power of the air. Um, in, in John, we, of course, we looked at John 15. A few chapters earlier in John 6, Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. So the idea of choosing Christ, of coming to him, Jesus says that we're incapable of doing so. It says, no one can come to me unless the Father. The verb can is a verb of ability. Yeah. I don't know, it reminds me back in elementary school, you asked the teacher, uh, can I go to the bathroom? I don't know. <laughs> can you? Right. I mean, it, it meant, right. you know, <laughs> the right way to say was, may I? Uh, can was ability. So yes. <laughs> the same is true here. Jesus is saying, we don't have the ability 
to come to the Father unless something happens, unless mm-hmm. the Father does something and draws us. So we we need God to draw us, to to open our eyes, First Corinthians 2, uh, to turn us from someone who doesn't seek God to someone yeah. who does. And then in that same chapter, he says, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. So there's a universal invitation. Anyone who comes is welcomed, but mm-hmm. those who come will be those uh, who've been enabled mm-hmm. uh, spiritually to do so. Yeah. So um, God must intervene, open our eyes, change our desire, give you know spiritual life to our dead hearts um, in order for us to respond in repentance and faith. And when when He does that, then we do respond in repentance and faith. Yeah. It really is. We really do believe. So faith is not Jesus believing for me. I really do believe, but it's because of God's prior activity on me. Um, I really do repent. Jesus isn't repenting for people. Right. Yeah. You really do choose to repent and follow him, but it's all because something's previously happened to you to give you spiritual yeah. life, new, you know, spiritual birth, spiritual life, so that you can uh, ultimately uh, respond to him. Yeah. So... Uh, the question is, do we have free will? The answer is yes, but in terms of responding with saving faith, um, it requires a work of the Lord yeah. uh, to to free us from the enslavement right. uh, to yeah. sin and the, the the devil or the darkness or whatever that we we uh, are in. So, um, what does it say about free will? I did not choose you. I'm sorry, you did not. I chose you. You did not choose me. He says yeah. the person quotes that verse and. Um, John 15, um, you know, ultimately Jesus isn't giving a whole like systematic theology right. there to explain yeah. conversion. Uh, ultimately we did respond to him, but mm-hmm. the priority, what's the priority there? Um, it, the priority is his action. And in that yeah. case, he chose the disciples to come and follow me. Yeah. He called them out of the group. That word means that to call out of a group is the, the word uh, choose in that context. I, I read that in the ESV study Bible. That means to call, like to call out of a group. So he, he did call them to follow him and then he sends them to bear fruit. So it's a great question. Obviously, um, you know what? You can jump in here if you want, Jared. But the sure. one one thing I wanted to say about this is because we always talk about this in our new members class. Uh, this has nothing to do with how we preach the gospel. We yeah. just communicate: Jesus died uh, for our sins. Jesus rose, and we call yeah. people to believe, turn, yeah, and trust. Absolutely. If they do, then we're the way I expressed it. The way we understand the scripture is that we're going to say, okay, God was doing something, enabling them to respond. But we don't know that. We don't know who's responding, who's not. We just give the message, give the gospel, call people to respond. And um, if they if they do, then then uh, this is Ephesians one makes clear it's for the praise of His glorious grace. Yes, He chose us before the foundation of the world, and the reason is for the praise of His glorious grace. So if we are if we are saved. We say it is all of grace. Yeah. Uh, if we're condemned, we're responsible for not responding to him. Yeah. If we're saved, it's it's his gift. So there's a mystery here in all this, how it all works together. There's clearly a mystery. Uh, but um, if I was going to ask the question, the questioner asked, how do we have the ability to choose him? Uh, do we have really free will? I'd probably go back nine chapters or whatever it was to John 6. There's those verses 644 and 637 both address this topic. Yeah, that's that's good. And I think you uh, unpacked it in a helpful way. I know this is a uh, it's a topic it's easy to get into the weeds in For sure. and just feel like 
intellectually overwhelmed with like, okay, I don't know how to navigate this. Uh, but I do agree with you. I think the helpful place to, to land is that scripture is clear that, that, you know, we are free to act according to our nature sure. and scripture says that our nature is enslaved to sin. Right. So, um, we are free to act in accordance with what we want and we sure. want sin without, yeah, without sure. God's intervention. So that's really good. Plus I really love that you, um, bring up Ephesians too. I mean, that's on, you know, that's on the front of our building that, yeah, you know, exactly. From you our know, grace. Ephesians two, eight. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not a result of work so that no one yeah. goes, but it, you know, it's saying that, uh, you know, this is a work of God. This was something really that God is. did for us, and this is a gift. So. It really was. W- one last thing on this, I would just want to say for us, I'm, I said this doesn't affect how we preach the gospel. It also isn't what I described is um, could be called kind of a generally a reformed understanding of um, a reformed understanding of election, a reformed understanding of regeneration, a reformed yeah. understanding of conversion, mm-hmm. a reformed understanding of um, anthropology, the nature of man yeah. and, and, and our depravity, all, all those kinds of things that can be, these are not dividing lines for fellowship these yes. to, with other Christians or yes. anything like that, because we could probably get more questions about this podcast than we will about any sermon I've recently <laughs> preached. <laughs> That's right. Um, we are united in the gospel, and yeah. I just want to emphasize it doesn't affect how we uh, preach the gospel. In some ways, people who have a different understanding than I just said would preach the same gospel. Yeah. It's just if someone responded there'd be a different interpretation of what was happening kind of behind the curtain in that person's life. Yeah. And we would say God had to free them. Somebody else would say, well, they're already free to respond. They have yeah. free will uh, based on prevenient grace. That's another topic. So at any rate, <laughs> uh, I think I think this is a great question. And, yeah, uh, and freely, I'm going to choose to move on. That's good. Unless you I guys like that. that was nice. No, that was no, good. Unless, that's, unless we have any more on that. So uh, it's no, a good question. No, I think, that, yeah, that was really helpful. Thank you for answering that. And then, uh, yeah, that that's really the only big You only got one question, had. yeah. Yeah, we got some extras going on, so... Uh, <laughs> Bonus. You, yeah, you talked about a certain type of amnesty being offered. Yes, yes. If you weren't there on Sunday, we talked about the fact that many of us started off strong reading the Bible in a year, transformed by the word is our theme this year. And so we said, let's get the church to read through the Bible and not really as a genuine incentive, but to make a game of it, we said, hey, uh, the pastors will serve you breakfast next January if you do it. Well, what typically happens for many of us is it's like, I think of it like the gym. If you've ever been to the gym in the early weeks of January, it's like, wow, where did all these people come from? It's a zoo. And that's the way it is in those early chapters of Genesis. And then not just the early chapters, but you get into Noah and then Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Those are compelling stories of all kinds of intrigue and and stuff going on. Um, So getting through the book of Genesis is not difficult for most people. Uh, It's, it's what comes after. And even the, obviously the beginning of Exodus, very exciting too, but it's when you get into Leviticus, later Exodus, you get into Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, but Leviticus, a lot of people lose it right there. So we just said, Hey, if you've fallen off and, uh, Amnesty. We're welcoming you back. You are innocent. You can come in and start now. Read by, you know, this tomorrow when this podcast goes out the first. Just jump in a reading plan that starts on May 1st and read to the end of the year. Yeah. And uh, you are welcomed with everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. so if they make it and they get to breakfast, yes. they can say that this pancake is, is a free gift of grace. <laughs> yes. It will be all grace. We're not, you know what? At the breakfast, we're not going to ask who did January through December 
December and who did May through December. That that it would ruin it, wouldn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> Everybody's yeah, going to sure. get the same thing. And uh, yeah. there'll be somebody, some of the, I read it in 12 months, will be tempted to raise that. But, yeah, you know, sure. we will just not allow such. No, that's fine. And then people who really didn't do any reading at all will just allow their own conscience to condemn them. Exactly. They better not show up for it. If you did no reading at all, I mean, we love you and uh, I'll take you to breakfast personally, but this was just kind of a little special award for Yeah. So, um, which I think is great. So everyone who participates, they're going to get breakfast at the end of the year. Um, So I assume, I mean, that people who don't participate what you guys go to their house and take their breakfast? Or no, there no is. It was those people may have read the Bible every day, or it may have read it three times a day. They just didn't read the whole thing in a year. So, part of this was just to help folks maybe who've right. never made it through the whole yes. Bible. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and so the reason I raised that this Sunday was uh, partially because we were talking just about the fact of God's word being yeah. in us, uh, and uh, so that was. Uh, part of our union with Christ, growing in our union with Christ is growing yeah. in his word, growing yeah. in, not in our union, but in our experience of yeah. union with Christ. So anyway, that it, the gates were open. We welcoming, no one told me that they're coming back home. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> but we would just want, um, there is your welcome back amongst the flock of, you know, Bible in a year people. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's cool to be participating in something that, you know, you're kind of joining into yeah, with, with everyone else, yeah, with your, with your church family. And, uh, I think it's really cool. I mean, even in that everyone's doing different plans and stuff. For so, sure. So it doesn't necessarily mean everyone's reading the same exact For thing sure. on a given day, but it's still fun and exciting to be a part it of is. It together. But and most of them, if you're going through a plan, it's going to be dated. So it's going right. to, so everybody, whether you're doing a little old and a little new or just straight through in the old or, um, you know, um, going through more of a time or chronological or however you're doing it. The reality is that there's May 1st on your calendar, uh, you know, so you can find, you can find your spot and, uh, pick it up midstream. Yeah, man, you are so gracious. Well, (laughs) yeah, thank you. Honestly, we just thought of it and thought, you know, we just want people to get the benefit of going through the scripture. So we just try to have some, try to have some fun with it. Folks, folks seem to. Seemed excited about it. We'll see. Yeah, that's good. Well, do we have anything coming up? Well, this Sunday, Jared, uh, is New Member Sunday. New Member Sundays are great. It is great. Um, And so we'll be welcoming some new members uh, this Sunday. So come and be be ready to welcome them and say hi and introduce yourself. And Uh, cookies. Yes, cookies. And we always have some kind of cookies and uh, sweet liquid. I think it's usually lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll do something like that at the break. So come early. Um, or stay late and uh, meet a meet a new new a new member. So anyway, this is we'll be doing that, and you know we do take membership seriously, uh, not in a you know seriously meaning it's uh, it's sober, but it's yeah. also joyful. Yeah. And so when folks are coming in, they're not just kind of saying, "Hey, uh, let's all stand up and applaud because someone entered their name in a database." We're we're saying <laughs> right. they're coming in and saying, "Hey, I want to be a part of this family." And so we, the existing you and I, and the other members of the church. We're we're welcoming a gift from the Lord this Sunday. You know, new 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 folks in the family, and I always view these times as thinking um, the Lord is bringing gifts and experience mm-hmm. and um, perspectives yeah. and um, into our church that we need. Yeah. If we're going to be who God wants us to be, we'll need these folks uh, firing on all cylinders, and yeah. it's a reminder to us of the commitments we've made and. Uh, the great privilege it is to be a part of a church. So it, it's always a sign of God's blessing when he joins yeah. people to the family. Yeah, it is exciting. Yeah, it's it's fun to, 
you know, get to know new people, but always kind of wonder at like, you know, what is their gifting? What, you know, yeah. how are they going to be ministering to us in the future and how yeah. are we ministering to them, you know, <laughs> and growing together. It, it's really exciting. So it is. So we'll good. be there. Yeah. Be there for that. And the other thing I just wanted to mention again, we'll talk about this, um, you know, uh, in May, later in May as mm-hmm. well, but, uh, class sign up. So I just want to encourage folks yeah, to yeah. jump into a, uh, jump into the classes. They are going to be good. And, um, I, I think there, I think it's just going to be a unique opportunity, uh, to learn and also to relate with some people, you know, uh, we won't be doing as formal, a community group mi- uh, ministry this summer. I think community groups will get together and have a barbecue and, and, you know, hang out and relate. So we're just perhaps not doing the same kind of formal structured, uh, meetings. So we're hoping in each of these classes, part of the goal is not only to have instruction, but some community as well. So it's an opportunity not only to learn about something you're interested in to grow, but also to be in a context with some folks you're not normally. Yeah. Maybe you just are here on Sunday and in your community group. Well, you're going to be sitting next to some folks, getting to know some people mm-hmm. you don't know. So it's great to get to know other folks. Maybe you always go to the late service and they always go to the early service right. and yeah. you're in different community groups. So you your paths may not cross that often. So this is going to be a I'm, I'm excited about that relational dimension yeah. as well. Well, it's going to be great. I'm excited for it. And uh, yeah, I've just been talking to a lot of people. I think it's going to be exciting kind of change of pace for the summer. And for sure. Just excited to see what God does. But um, cool. Well, I, I, I think that's all I had. That's uh, all I've got. Man, that is that is cool. Well, we've got one more uh, podcast episode before you fly the coop, right? Before I fly the coop, yeah. Before, before I uh, sabbatical it. Yeah. So uh, have like a week of mourning and are you? Well, I, it's going to be happening. I may be going on. Sackcloth. Hey, I may be going on sabbatical, but the Grace Church Conversations podcast is not. It will live on. It will live on. <laughs> yes, so there'll so. be other folks sitting in this chair in my absence. That's right. Worthy folks, worthy of your listening. Mm, uh, that's good. So we'll still have Preacher of the Week on here. Yeah. Whoever's preaching that yeah, week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to do that. But we have one more before you take off. So yep. Uh, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to, to that, yeah. next week and, um, yeah, Very well, this good. is great, man. Well, thanks hey, so much for back. your time and, and, uh, thank you for, uh, just taking the time to answer this question and join me on here. What you fun, bet. what fun. You bet. See you on <laughs> Sunday. Welcome a new member and yeah. welcome a guest. All right. It's going to be exciting. All right. Take care guys. Bye-bye.